0: Rise. My name is Coach JV. Welcome to the Ken Mac and Coach JV Financial Freedom Show. This man has made it his life's mission to expose and awaken people to the truth on who rules the world and what rules the world, empowering people what's, to take back what's rightfully theirs—freedom. This man is a world-renowned speaker. He's spoken in twenty-five different countries to thousands of people worldwide. He's self-published over twenty books since the 1990s. This man has made such a massive impact in the world that he's been banned from almost every social media platform. I want you to think about that. Think about that for just a moment. The book, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lions Sleep No More. In this book, he takes the manipulation of the human race and the nature of reality to still new levels of understanding and calls for humanity to rise back up from their knees to take back the world from the sinister networks of families, of non-human entities that control convertly control us from cradle to grave. We know here at the 3T Warrior Academy, the Coach JV, Ken Mac podcast, we talk about the indoctrination system. Think about that for just a moment, Warriors. What you repeatedly do gets ingrained in your subconscious mind. What gets ingrained in your subconscious mind becomes an unconscious activity. And today we are honored to have this special guest who has changed a lot of people's lives, who has challenged the status quo. Think about that. Has been banned from almost every social media platform. Why is that, Warriors? But we're very honored and excited to have our special guest, David. Icke. David, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. Well, that's the introduction. I'll quit while I'm ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, it's it's kind of funny, you know. You just you read something from uh, the book there. How, um, you know, what I've been writing about over the years about this. Uh, I mean, way way back. This is nine. 19- 1993, I um, published a book called The Robots' Rebellion, um, which was about um, breaking out of the perceptual prison cells that humans are systematically put in. Mm. And it's kind of funny, all these years later, as we sit here in 2022, that all those same things apply with um, considerable interest. The same same dynamic all along has been. has been there to see, but it's come to the
0: surface a lot more for a lot more people in the last two years. And rapidly, rapidly. And so, yeah, we'll dive into that. I know Ken and I both have some questions, but I wanted to um, ask you a question around that. So, you talked about truth vibration changes. Can you help us understand a little bit more about that, what truth vibrations are? So, our world is awakening right now, and a lot of people are feeling, you know, some people that really aren't awakened to what's happening, they may feel uncomfortable. Like, what are truth vibrations?
1: Well, um, the the five senses um, decode reality. As if everything's apart from everything else. Because you know, the five senses and what we call visible light is so narrow the frequency band that we can actually see. I mean, it, it it makes me smile when you know people perceive the idea that when they look through their eyes, they're seeing everything in the space they're looking at. They're seeing a tiny fraction of it. Wow. Uh, and and it basically um is in the frequency band of what we call form, things, objects. And so the five senses see objects, and it sees empty space in between. But there is no empty space in between. If we, if you could go further into the energetic field, you'd find that actually everything is connected by a sea of energy, consciousness, uh, the quantum field of possibility, probability, just as the ocean connects all life in the ocean. Uh, and. The nature of this field uh, is is vitally important to the way we interact with it, and the nature of our field and the way we interact with it. So if you can uh, lower the vibration of the field, which is what this what I call the global cult and the, the Satanist network of which it is fundamentally connected, um, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to lower the frequency of, of the field. Um, Imagine, you know, you were in an ocean and the ocean was being polluted. You'd start getting affected by the pollution. Uh, So what is happening, uh, what has happened and has has happened up to this point is that society has been structured to pull people into um, low vibrational states of perception, of emotion. Uh, for instance, um, every time we, uh, we think, every time we feel, we have an emotion, we're generating an energy. And that um, energy um, is, is, is basically our field. It's what we're broadcasting on. So joy and love are very high, um, uh, fast uh, frequencies, wavelengths. Mm. And depression and fear, particularly fear, they're all expressions of fear. Um, anxiety, all these things are low, slow Um, wavelengths and the idea is to pull us and the field into those um, low vibrational wavelengths so um, not only is the field uh, affecting us in that way because of its vibrational state it's it's a feedback loop our vibrational state is feeding into the field it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of low vibrational states and what the truth vibrations are as I um was um, writing about from 1990 onwards is an infusion of high um, vibrational energy into the field. Mm. Now, if you if you are still in a low vibrational state, then you 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 know it's going to pass you by like radio stations on different wavelengths. But if as people start to awaken and um, w- awaken out of out of the um, the programming of, of what I'll call body mind which fundamentally perceives reality through the five senses, if you can break out of that and and open your mind to to other levels of reality, other levels of yourself, your consciousness, then your frequency starts to expand and these truth vibrations can start to affect you. And what we've seen, uh, I've been fascinated to watch, not only to watch, but to feel uh, in the last two years, um, watching this awakening happen. Now, I've, I've been kind of watching it for um, for a while, because uh, it has been building even before the COVID era, but now it's um, it's really starting to explode. Uh, and uh, I've said this a number of times recently, when you go on these marches in London, as I do, I'll go to most of them, and these rallies in London for freedom, the energy is completely different. It's not like a protest march. It's not a, like a, a protest event. Um there's an energy, there's a love, there's a joy, there's a unity about it, which I've never felt before in, in such a situation. And it's building. I mean, the last one, kind of about a week ago, uh, week, two weeks ago, was, was the, most, um, the most profound in that way um, so far. And then I was um, talking to some people on, um, on Zoom, some people all around the world who were questioning me. Um, about a week ago, and two of them were in Canada and they they'd attended the the, the truckers um, uh, convoy protest in Ottawa. And they were saying exactly the same uh, about how they felt uh, about the energy there. And as they were talking, I was thinking, well, I know exactly what you mean because that's what happens in London. So there is something changing, and you're also seeing um, this um, very clear distinction happening between those that are still caught in the five cents prison cell, as I would call it. In other words, they're just doing whatever authority tells them and believing whatever authority tells them. And then you've got this very different energy, this very different consciousness that um, is not doing that. And not only uh, refuses to accept authority's version of events without question, but when it realizes that those um, versions are uh, manipulative and designed to uh, enslave, they won't cooperate with it. They won't do it. And uh, so what's been happening all along, these various uh, states of consciousness, has now um, become very much on public display.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah, I, uh, just a question on these protests that are happening now. Just thinking about how the elites and the government operate, they operate with intelligence, military precision, and strategy. Now, I'd be interested to hear what your view on protesting is, because um, to me, these protests can seem like a bit of a waste of time. You know, it seems to be like a, a bunch of buffoons running about, shouting and singing. And of course, we have a lot of love there as well and holding up signs. But um, do you really think that these protests are going to change the agenda? Because, you know, thinking how powerful these people are and um, do, that, does that, do these protests really achieve anything? Of course, it can it can assist with a mass awakening, but um, to me, they can come. They do come across as potentially quite pointless.
1: Well, they're not pointless. They're absolutely not pointless. They're not pointless on this level alone. You know, I, I'm fortunate because I I have a family in which everyone can see it, and so you know, there's no um, there's no conflict um, at all. But when you talk to other people, there might be one person in a family. Uh, And the rest of the family have bought the whole thing. And, of course, what you've seen in this COVID era is incredible hostility, Mm -hmm. even within families, between those that have just bought the idea that that what the government's told them and those that haven't. Um, And for uh, people, I know this, I've talked to so many of them, they come to these protests and they suddenly realize they're not alone, as they thought they were. Uh, And there are other people that think like them. And, and it, 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 it is fantastic on that level. But I've never said and will never say that protests alone are going to change anything. What's, what's going to change things is when we stop cooperating with um, the, the system that enslaves us. And you know I, I, I'm not sure these people are that powerful. I'm not. I, I think that um, that's part of the mind trick. Uh, that we believe they're powerful, and if you believe something's powerful, then you are intimidated by it, and you think mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. But when I look at the mathematical dynamics between 8 billion people and the number of uh, those that, in full knowledge that are driving this, and then you add all the gophers to that, and you, you add those in law enforcement to that, you're still looking at a tiny number compared with the 8 billion. and. If you look all the way through uh, human history, you'll see the same again dynamic, which is of the few controlling the many, and because the many have given their power to the few, and you know if you don't um, cooperate, then there's nothing that the system can do because there's not enough of them. So, in the spring of 2020, when people were in Britain, for instance, were locking down, and I don't understand it to extent extent because. It was all new, and they didn't know what was going on. Uh, but the, to get people out in protest was against the lockdowns was almost impossible. And what happened then is that the police moved in and arrested him. But by the uh, August, September of 2020, we had um, 35 and 45,000 people in Trafalgar Square. By the spring of 2021, the, the, I mean, the multitudes uh, came out in protest marches in London. And the police that were in total control and uh, just arresting people at will before, they were just standing on the side of the road watching us go by. There's too many people, there's nothing they could do. And you know, this, this is where divide and rule comes in. The last thing that this cult, because of its numbers, uh, needs is unity of the target population. That's why it's always dividing and ruling and playing one group off against another. Uh, but uh if we did uh, realize a where the power really is and uh and and b that uh, we're being divided and ruled to a um, a particular end then um if we did come together and realize that we're in we're all in the same gun sights of the same cult then um the the, the dynamic of power will move and what the, the the truckers are doing uh have shown in um in Canada, is that if you um, respond um, and and, and act from your own um, decision to act, rather than just respond to government, then government has to respond to you. So uh, all the way through this period in Canada, the population has been responding to government. Government says, do this population does that? And then the, the truckers say, we're not doing it, and indeed, we're going to come and uh, disrupt your system. Now the government's having to react to them. So you know, one protest or you know, protests in general are not going to change the dynamic of uh, of human control. Only refusal to cooperate um, with our own enslavement is going to do that. But it's certainly a very significant contribution to it on many levels, like I say, it's um, it's given so much comfort. These London events have given so much comfort to people who thought they were alone.
0: Yeah, David, I think like cl- you said the um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is really, so one thing I wanted to ask you is, how did we get here? How did we get to this point where such a, I'm so intrigued when you say that, I agree with you, with a small percentage of the population controls a massive amount of people. How did we get to this point? I mean, you write about this stuff, last 32 years, you've been, uh, your life's mission. How did us as human beings get to that point, to a conscious level, where we just gave up all our great I am to other people?
1: Well, it's a mind trick. It's all It's all mind. The whole thing's mind. This reality is mind. It's all psychology. This is why the people that have been driving the uh, response to, quote, COVID in uh, Britain have been psychologists out of the behavioral insights team, which is part owned by the UK government, uh, also known as the Nudge Unit, which is about manipulating people psychologically so they act as you want them to act. All these um, restrictions and these uh, three-word mantras they keep coming out with. Uh, all the way through the COVID era, they're all psychologically founded because um, when you break it down, human society um, is the sum total of human behavior. Mm. And human behavior is the sum total of human perception. We behave as we do because we perceive as we do. And so the stadium in which this whole thing is played out is the human mind. It's human perception. And this is what uh, why they've um, They've had this hysterical uh, censorship, getting more hysterical all the time. Um, is because we form our perceptions from information we receive, whether it's a, a news item, something on Facebook, a personal experience. It's all information which impacts upon our perception. So they know this, and so they what they what they're seeking to do is control the uh, information to dictate and control the perception which dictates the behavior so it's it's all um a mind game and uh, by the way if, if people go on youtube i hate to advise anyone to go on youtube but um, if they do there's a, a a video there i saw it a long time ago it's called the tiny dot mm. and it's a very quite a short video but it's very telling because what it does is it shows the um size relationship between the governed and um, those who govern. It's, it's unbelievable. And you look at it and you think, there's only one way this crowd can control this multitude. And that's because the multitude gives its power to the crowd. And so if you if you look at it, I always try to go beyond the complexity because complexity can tend to uh, obviously obscure the, the foundations of something obscure the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 where it's coming from and so if you break it down there is a relationship between government authority this is going right the way back through history same thing and the population and this is where the few controlling the many comes from and it's the relationship of the few Um, impose, and the many acquiesce. Everywhere you look, you see this. And whenever authority has been brought down, like tyrannies, it's been when this circuit has been broken. And nothing's changed now. It's the same thing. So if you you look at, at how this society works, nationally as well as internationally, globally, Uh, And you see a pyramid. And at the top of the pyramid are these tiny few people, all of the 1%, the cult, inner inner circle, whatever. And they're operating in the shadows. And they impose their agenda, their will, on the, the level below them, which acquiesces and passes it on, imposes it on the level below them. And 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 pretty soon after you come down from the peak of that pyramid, you're starting to meet levels of this hierarchy nationally and globally that have no idea there is even is a cult that there is a coordination going on. What they're doing is uh, being told to do something by their perceived superiors, and then imposing that on the level below them. Uh, so I mean, the, the police are doing it all the time. This is what you must do. That's what they do. And and so you come down this pyramid um, all the way down with this process of imposition, acquiescence, imposition, acquiescence, imposition, acquiescence. And then you come to the the bottom of the pyramid symbolically and there's the mass of the population. And if we um, acquiesce to the imposition of that level of the hierarchy imposing on us, which is politicians and law enforcement and what have you, Then we complete that circuit between the mass of the population, billions of people, and those few at the top, which allows those few at the top to impose their agenda, their will upon the entire population. Now, every tyranny in history, fascist, communist, they're all bloody same anyway, um, has been imposed as a result of that process um, of imposition and acquiescence, The majority don't create tyrannies. The minority do, and the population acquiesce to the tyranny. Um, And then every tyranny in history has been broken by those that cease to acquiesce and say, no, not doing it, not complying, not doing it. Intimidate me as much as you like or try to, not doing it. And that breaks this circuit of imposition acquiescence. And that's when you see people rising up and bringing tyrants down. Uh, and it, it's uh, it's sad that we 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 have to keep going through this process and never learn from it. How yeah. about not giving your power away in the first place, so there's no tyranny to over- overcome, you yeah. know? And 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 so I, I, I'm I'm hoping uh, that um, we have an opportunity here among awakening people to break this circuit uh, once and for all. Because uh, when I say we've got an opportunity to bring freedom uh, uh, to humanity on a level that in known human history has never been seen, um, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying we've got an opportunity because um, it's this dynamic that I've described that has had the few controlling the many in every culture, every religious background throughout human history. Mm. And uh, we've got the opportunity of... um, of breaking that now. If if only we will um not not you know, oh no, the the co the COVID rules have been rolled back a bit, so oh it's okay now. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is a global agenda, and uh it's not ended now, it's only just begun. There's so many other cards that are going to be played. And uh, if we're going to uh, overcome this, we've got to uh, go on not cooperating with it. More and more people are like. But, of course, we need vastly more.
2: Yeah. Just thinking about the, uh, the chain of command uh, there, David, where do you, where the world governments directly take their orders from? And how do you believe these orders are received? Because the, the, order, um, the, the government receive these orders. I don't believe that they make these orders. I believe that they receive these orders from other um, entities. Uh, where do you believe these orders come from that they impose on the people?
1: Well, you're absolutely right. That, that's what happens. and But, you know, um, there's another way of looking at this. I mean, you've come across this um, this Klaus Schwab, uh, um, yeah. head of the World Economic Forum, and his... Um, evil, global evil, global evil man. Pure evil. I mean, you yeah. know, he's got it stamped on his forehead. But uh, yeah. he, he's um, uh, been running this um, Young Global Leaders School, and it started in the 1990s. And what they've been doing... Um, is developing and training and programming people to be um, the, the leaders around the world uh, to carry out the agenda of what Schwab represents. And uh, so, uh, look at some of the names: Angela Merkel was, mm. has been through the school, uh, and this has come from this has come from Schwab. Uh, Vladimir Putin's been through the school. Uh, Jacinda Ardern in uh, New Zealand, who's turned New, New Zealand fascist, has come through the school. Justin Trudeau, who's turned Canada fascist, has come through the school. Gavin Newsom, who's turned California fascist, has come through the school. Tony Blair, um, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and, and on and on and on it goes. Um, and so they are they do develop people specifically to to go into these positions of power, and because the, um, you know, you look at the political system, it's a doddle because of the way it's structured on purpose. It's a doddle to um, to manipulate your people into power, uh, and and so the, the, there is that level of it. But um, in in terms of where it's coming from, I started um, going for this uh, thirty years ago for this reason. I, When I started to realize that the powers that appear to be running the world weren't doing running the world, and that um, another force was, I wanted to know how they could do it. And and so I'm looking at the structure, I'm I'm, I'm seeking out the structure, how how can this happen? Because when you say to people, a few people actually run the world, the response is understandably, Impossible! It's not possible. Oh, but it can be. It is possible. It is happening. Uh, And what's the structure? And basically, um, you've got um, a inner mission control globally, uh, which I call the spider, and it's cast a web around the world of secret societies, semi-secret groups, and so on. Um, And it um, it works like this: the strands in the web immediately around the spider are the most exclusive secret societies that, that you 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 won't see people in the public arena or in them and then you come out from the spider and, uh, and you're still in the hidden and now you're you're meeting the secret societies we do know about There are I mean, so many of them but i mean the the freemasons i've talked about the inner core not bill and joe down the lodge uh and uh the knights of molder knights templar opus day the um inner core of the Jesuit order, and so on. Um, and, and then uh, you, uh, and they're fiercely compartmentalized, they are, so of course, a great majority of people, even in them, don't know what, they, what, what they're part of. And then you come to what I call uh, the cusp part of the web, where the hidden meets the scene. And this is where you find the Bilderberg group, the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, the Trilateral Commission, Club of Rome, from which the climate change hoax was has been played, that's set up uh, by this cult in 1968. And you also have in this um, cusp area, um, this, well, how many are there? This explosion of non-governmental organizations, NGOs, like all those funded by Soros, and, um, and the um, so-called think tanks. And the job of the cusp, and again, because of compartmentalization, most people that operate at that level don't know the, what they're really part of. But the, the cusp organization's job is to take the cult agenda coming out of the spider, the inner core, and play it out into the world of the scene in changes in government policy, the financial policy, media, and, and, and so on, health policy, all the rest of it. And so when you come out into the the world of the scene, um, whether it's a government or whether it's a World Health Organization or, or Silicon Valley platform like Facebook, if you go deep enough into it, you find that level of that organization that attaches to the web. The vast majority of people working for them have no idea there even is a web. They're just doing what they're told and doing their job and going home that they don't know how their contribution to that organization fits into everyone else's contribution to show a very different picture to the one they think they're part of. But at this level where it attaches to the web, Facebook is the World Health Organization. Big Pharma is the United States government. The United States government is the British government and so on. And so what you've got at the moment is um, because China is a massive center for this cult, Uh, increasingly so, Uh, as why the world's becoming more and more like China in the COVID era. Uh, And so you're having policies, extraordinary policies, um, being um, uh, followed in America by the corporations and the government that are of immense benefit to China and immense um, destruction to America. And you, you, you know, pe- people who don't know what's going on, they'll look at the uh, Biden government, the previous governments too, but the Biden government, um, and they'll say, why are you doing this when it's such a benefit to China? Why is China being allowed to buy up American farmland, the biggest owner of which is uh, Bill Gates? Uh, why are corporations in America outsourcing their production and th- to things even like antibiotics to China? What, what's happening? When you realize how this web works, this arm of the web—the corporations in America, the Biden administration—is serving the web to um, benefit and advance and enhance China, which is a big center of the web from which this whole thing is being played out now. Because the uh, the cult was behind the Mao revolution. Why? Because they wanted to create a country closed and fiercely controlled, where they could incubate and perfect a system of mass control and surveillance, not least using AI and technology, that was planned once it was perfected to be played out across the world. And so what you've had in the COVID era is the COVID um, card played out of China, and then the response to it has turned more and more of the West like China. Uh, And and, uh, it makes no sense, for instance, when the World Health Organization comes out with a COVID narrative, which a child could take apart, and Facebook and, and, and Twitter and Google and YouTube say, we are going to censor anyone that challenges the World Health Organization narrative. Now, on the face of it, that's ridiculous and bewildering. You're supposed to be platforms for debate and the exchange of ideas and opinions, what do you mean you're going to censor anything that challenges the World Health Organization? But it makes total sense when you realize Facebook is owned by the cult, Twitter's owned by the cult, YouTube, Google's absolutely owned by the cult, and the World Health Organization was created by the cult in 1948 by the Rockefeller family, and is now run by uh, Bill Gates on the grounds of funding the Gates family being fundamentally connected to the Rockefeller family, you, 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 you realize that, that actually um, this part of the web is censoring on behalf of this part of the web. When uh, the big pharma corporations like Pfizer and Moderna, they go to the so-called drug regulators like the CDC and the FDA, the MHRA in Britain, you know they're going to get permission for what they want. Uh, there might be a delay here and there, but you know eventually they're going to get permission, and most of the time they're going to get it immediately. So they asked to use this fake vaccine, and they get permission. They asked to go further and further down the age groups, they get permission. Why? Because the big pharma cartel was created originally by the Rockefeller family, J.D. Rockefeller, the old tycoon, who destroyed alternative uh, ways of healing at the time and imposed the scalpel and drug. And... So now the big pharma cartel is owned by the cult, your Pfizer's and your Moderna's and your Johnson & Johnson's. But so are the drug regulators. So Biden comes in and he puts this moronic lady, um, Rochelle Walensky, in charge of the CDC, totally bloody clueless. She's just there to rubber stamp what she's told to do. Um, And and so the drug regulators are owned by the cult and the, the companies, they're regulating it's controlled by the cult. So this is how it works. And 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 this is how um, the agenda from this this central core, the spider, is played out across the world and, and, and why in the COVID era, almost the entirety of the world, one or two exceptions,
0: not many, have actually responded in the same way. Yeah, I want to dive. So I studied the Rockefellers quite a bit. And then 1900, the progressive era, some of the biggest shifts, like you said, pharmaceutical, education, medical system, and right? The, yeah, every, yes. And then so in 1971, you talked about Klaus Schwab, they created the World Economic Forum in 1971, January. And then August 1971, we detached from the gold standard. And then what is your opinion or thoughts on what's happening with our financial system, right? So we're being, you know, china all this stuff is changing. We're locked down, we're on Zoom calls all day, The you know, we're using our phones now to interact, we're using digital wallets. Where do you see the finance, does that play into it, how they're moving our financial system when they printed us into oblivion? So where, yeah. where do you see the financial system going
1: yeah i'll come to that but you know you you just picked up on an, a, a, an interesting point everywhere you look and it doesn't matter what level you're looking at the goal is to separate mm-hmm. so your social distancing and your zoom calls are all about separating now of course we're going to do a zoom call we're on different parts in different parts of uh, of the world but um if you're, if you're working locally, you don't want to be working on Zoom because all that camaraderie, all that interaction, all that humanity is gone because you've all been separated. Um, and uh, so the goal, the absolute goal, the foundation of it, I've been writing about it for years, is to um, disconnect, separate what I call body-mind, five-sense awareness, Um to uh, from um, expanded awareness, that that's the that's the big separation so we become mesmerized by the five senses and once we're in that state of perceptual isolation that isolated perception can be programmed by control of information with the perception that suits the agenda so that's the big one but this separation plays out all the way across uh, society The the whole goal is separation, separation, separation. They're funding BLM to enormous amounts of money, these people like Soros and the billionaires, usual suspects. Not because they care about black people, can care less. A lot of a lot of these a lot of these families uh, that that, that fund BLM were part of the slave trade, for goodness sake. They can give a damn. But it's about dividing on the grounds of race, the population. They have to keep dividing. Not least because there's so few of them and so many of us. Um, and the other, coming round to the, um, the the financial situation, there is this um, technique which you see all the time, uh, which I'll call creative destruction. If you want to change the world in your image um, from where it was to where they want to take it, then you've got to continually um, destroy status quos, mm. because while the status quo is there and not moving, you're not moving towards your goal of transforming human society. So you have to keep breaking status quos. So the First World War was a massive status quo breaker. The world was not the same after the First World War. And you know, i documented in my books in great lengths, some of the early ones, how the first two wars were absolutely manipulated. Uh, uh, and so after the war, the world was a different place. Very soon, they had a Second World War, and the and the, the the status quo after World War I, that was now gone. And in came your centralization of global power institutions like the Bretton Woods Agreement and uh, the IMF, World Bank, and all the rest of it. And if you look at the status quo of the world in 2019, where's that gone? The whole COVID era has been a status quo destroyer. And what they do is they destroy the status quo. And when the new status quo comes in uh, to respond to the problem of the first uh, the, um, collapsing, it's always further along the, 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 the road towards this centralized global Orwellian fascist dictatorship. And so they want this great reset to transform the world economic system I've been writing about this for so long the the one world currency purely digital all other currencies would go um and and all that that goes with that in terms of control and and um, control of finance control of choice control of people and so they want to end the system as it is now which has served them magnificently but now there's this this end game leap that they're after and so the goal is to destroy the status quo of the world economic system, and what's happened in the COVID era while we've been, you know, people have been looking at the social distancing and the lockdowns and the jab, all of which they should look at, um, is that uh, the world economic system has been held below the waterline many times. Um, See, this global system is designed to have no countries 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 are over uh, if, if this comes in it's a world government dictatorship dictating to every man woman and child on the planet so you'll have a one world everything including a one world police military um fascist uh, law enforcement system uh, and how
2: so- soon do you think david by then that would happen A one What was this about 2030 or what we're talking here? Well, I
1: mean, 2030 is, uh, it comes up so often that that is a big goal year for many things. But I think, you know, the other things will will go on after that. But the point being that they want to, well, I say they want to, they already have, they want to bankrupt countries um, as part of this destruction of countries. And obviously, Bankrupt countries, bankrupt the world system, so that they can push that aside and, and put in the new system, uh, playing the good guy. Oh no, you know we'll sort this out. We've got to change the system because of all the chaos and sufferings going on. And so, what they've been doing uh, during the COVID era, which has had so many levels going on at the same time to push this on in so many areas, is to get governments. You've already indicated it to. Um, to print uh, enormous amounts of money, well, fake money, mm. uh, what they yeah. call credit, which is money that as, never does, not, will never exist, except in theory. And um, it's no accident that the um, uS debt has just passed its right. claim 30 trillion. Now, I've been reading an article today that's uh, saying that if you add up all the debt. You're looking at hundreds of trillions, really. In other words, America's bankrupt. And and they keep printing more money. And as they print more money, of course, the value of money uh, drops. Inflation takes off, which it is around the world, particularly in America, it seems to me. And what is inflation? It's a fancy word for skyrocketing prices of everything. Now, they've also, in the same period, I've indicated it before, um, had this great transfer of production, from America and the West to China and the Far East, controlled by China, um, and so China now pretty much, and the Far East in general, controls the supply chain, and they've been systematically um, dismantling the supply chain. I mean, I've seen interviews with people at uh, at uh, container ports who said, "Look, we've just been told not to move goods on like we did before." Uh, and, and as of course the um supply chain starts to break down supply breaks down prices go up mm. but, uh, you know um price uh, uh, demand uh, supply and demand and so this e- enormous uh tidal wave of inflation has been um instigated and infused into the system and the the plan they want is to and this is what lockdowns were really all about is to um, so destroy um, the world economy and the ability of people to earn a living. Lockdowns have done for so many small, medium sized businesses. Uh, and we've got this now ludicrous situation on the face of it. Yes. Where people um, uh, are, um, or businesses are short of workers and they can't find them and, and people are being subsidized often not to work.
2: We have this situation in the UK. People just yeah. don't want to work. They don't want to work for us.
1: Yeah, and of course because one of the one of the things or psychological things of the COVID era has been inertia, putting inertia in the system. And and also, you know, get people think, well, you know, this is kind of nicer in the short term mm. than just going to work every day. I understand that too. But the point is that everywhere you look, the economic system is being being dismantled. And what they want to replace it with is a, first of all, to um, so crash the system, so collapse it with debt that is unpayable. And I've I've seen documents uh, long ago where this was described. Um, And they want to come forward, not the governments. They want the governments to be blamed for it. They want all focus for the blame to go on governments. And then elements of this cult agents of this cult who, who appear to be not uh, attached to government, a, a, a plan to come forward and say, Oh, this is a terrible situation mm. um, and so much suffering. And it's all this upheaval. Um, we, we can sort this out, but to do that, we will, um, sort the debt out. But in response, um, you need to uh, hand over all your possessions, Mm. whether it's your house or whatever, all your possessions. Um, And this is the origin of Klaus Schwab's line about, in the Great Reset, um, you will own nothing but be happy. Mm. Um, And the idea um, is to bring in, as as a... unemployment or, or or employment possibilities, not just go because of the economy, but go because of AI taking over so many jobs at a fantastic rate. And, the, and the, they'll say, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a guaranteed income, which will be a pittance. And you only get it if you do what you're told. So if you look at the Australian situation over the last few years, where if you're on benefits in Australia and you don't accept your child being uh having the schedule of vaccinations that the government uh, dictates then you lose benefits then this this is um this is part of the control system the idea is to destroy your ability to earn money uh and and um, you know put food on the table uh, unless you do as you're told then uh, get your guaranteed income uh, and so, what you've seen in the COVID era is um, phenomenal numbers of independent businesses that are not controlled by the cult going under, and the corporations that are controlled by the cult just mm. enormously increasing their market share. Uh, this is all part of the of the plan. So, you know, uh, it's great that you know, like in England, you know, uh, the restrictions have been rolled back. Um, but we're only one deadly variant away from justifying them coming back, of course. But um, uh, another lie. But uh, this is not over or anything like over. We're going into other stages of, of it now. And one of them, absolutely, it's right that you've brought it up, is economic. Because that's, I mean, if you if you think about it, freedom is about choice. Yes. Freedom is the ability to make choices. The more choices you can make, the freer you are. And in the world as it's structured, cult-created structure, um, so what many choices depend on money. So mm. you control money, who has it and who doesn't. And you control choice, which means you
0: control freedom.
2: So very interesting
0: Yes. So I have a so here we are as human beings, right? We live in this physical world and there's TikTok and Instagram and social media and the attention span is five seconds, five seconds of human beings now, like a goldfish, right? So how do we how do we help people? How do we help people awaken to this new reality of not just living for these five senses, knowing that we are Christ consciousness, that we are these awakened beings, that we can is it is it love? I hear you talk a lot about love. How do how do we, how do I? myself becoming a uh, uh, continue to awaken so I can help other people awaken themselves because everybody's dealing with you know you you walk down the street now downtown and everybody's buried in their phones right and so they're they're so unaware of what's happening because they're bought into these control mechanisms so how do we awaken how do we awaken and help other people
1: well people have to awaken themselves what you can do is do your best to help that process by putting information before them awesome. that um Will give them another view on life, different to the one that they're getting off the phone. Mm. But in the end, um, the, 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 the perceptions of the people have to change, and they can only be changed by the people. Mm. Uh, and uh, it is encouraging, you know. I, I know it's. You look at it and you think, why aren't more people waking up? But um, you know, I've been on this road for thirty-two years. I remember what it was bloody like. Mm in 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, and so on and so forth, trying to get anyone uh, to, um, to, to get interest in this information generated. But it's not now about generating interest uh, so much as coping with it. So when I, I look at um, what is happening now, the numbers. That are uh, looking anew at the world and looking at anew at themselves are absolutely phenomenal compared with what it used to be like, uh, and the kind of people too. You know, people you'd never thought would ever wake up to another reality are doing so. Yes, and of course, it's not the majority, but it's moving, and and so all you can do is um is 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 to try to put information in front of people that that's obviously um a danger to the cult that's why all the censorship's going on and also as as people awaken they're putting a different energy into this field and and you know it, that that's starting to have an effect as well uh that what, what we call atmosphere is 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 the field it's what the, the vibration of the field you know you go into a to a place, maybe an old building or something, where some horrible things have happened, you might even not know there's horrible things, but you walk in and you go,
0: oh, dear,
1: it's horrible in here, because you're picking up the vibration of what's happened in the field. You go into another place, maybe it's been a children's party and lots of laughter and joy, and you say, oh, the lovely atmosphere in here, so light, because of the way the field's been affected. So it's, it's it's when you open your heart and you you open your mind, uh, you're not just affecting yourself; you're affecting other people. But um, and like I say, this truth vibrations phenomenon of infusing this energy into the field um, is 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 happening. I'm sure it's happening. And um, the thing is, though, that you know people say, "When's the cavalry coming?" Well, if the cavalry became the perceptual state of much of humanity it wouldn't be the cavalry anymore mm. so therefore mm-hmm. we have to open ourselves to connect with it as well as it connecting with us oh. because if you're going around with a face nappy on a face diaper on um and you uh, you're terrified of um of, of going near anybody then um your vibrational state is not mm-hmm. going to connect with this true vibrations frequency it's not um, so look,
2: at a two-tier, two-tier society, we get got blue pill and red pill. So, you know, it's, it's a fight between two different, two completely different programs here. We've got the blue pill members of society, and we've got the red pill members of society. And these two people simply can't have conversations like this together because the vibrational frequency is completely different. And until they take the time to learn um, and to absorb that information and to understand it, you know, it's like, remember these magic eye pictures back in the day when you looked at them? It was like a distorted image. Yeah, But if you looked hard enough, then you would see the hidden image within the picture. Yeah. And once you've seen it, then you simply just couldn't unsee it. It's a bit like once you, when you raise your vibration and you're able to see the truth and see what's happening, then you simply can't unsee it.
1: Well, it's, um, you know, it, what you've just described is the old line, isn't it, that those two people are, are not on the same wavelength. Yeah. That's exactly the situation. That's a yeah, situation. And what you mentioned is interesting, because in some of the books, I used a subliminal image um, to show uh, kind of what you've just mentioned. It's uh, an image of flowers, just plants, and there's a very clear subliminal in it. Uh, And, you know, 95% of people don't see it. And then you point it out. And... What it is, is in the white bits between the plant, the word sex is clear as day once you've seen it. Clear as day. But people can't see it. The interesting thing is that once you point it out and you see it, every time you look at that picture, the sex is the first thing you see. Mm. When you couldn't see it before. And what's happened is... Uh, What's subliminal mean? It means below threshold, below threshold of the conscious mind. You have brought the subliminal out of the subconscious, which it's designed to manipulate, into the conscious mind. And this is, I think, incredibly important, that we process information through the conscious mind. Mm. Because what, what you see is... An extraordinary amount of unconscious behaviour, not least in the COVID era, it's been phenomenal. Uh, where um, programming going into the the subconscious, and you know, everywhere in the last two years, you go, the mantra of the COVID narrative is being pounded into you. And even if you tune it out, it's still going into your subconscious, which, which, which absorbs everything. And this has led to unconscious behavior. So it comes out of the subconscious and it becomes an action. And, and it, it's literally an unconscious response. It's no uh, surprise that it's estimated that 95% of human behavior is, is subconscious behavior made manifest. So if you come in with the conscious mind and what the conscious mind, the conscious mind intervention says, okay, you're telling me to do this, right? Yeah. Okay. So give me the evidence then. Why are you telling me to do this? Give me the evidence that what you're saying is true. And that intervention breaks the circuit of the, the subconscious programming becoming unconscious behavior. And So if you, um, if you take the jabs, for instance, you will uh, intervene with the conscious mind and saying, "What's in this crap?" And 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 by the way, you know what's its effect? Um, and by the way, why are you wanting to fake vaccinate the world for something that even if you believe in it, and I don't, um, is is affecting so many so few people? Why do you want to do that? This is the conscious mind intervening. Oh. And what it does is then say well you've got no evidence you're lying to me I'm not doing it but if you don't intervene with the conscious mind then it becomes a subconscious response yeah the jabs will protect me from covid I must have the jab and and that's what we've seen for so many people mm. uh, and and <laughs> interestingly um for people who've had two jabs and then been told to 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 Keep the passport or whatever. They need a third. Um, they're now going. Hold on a minute. What do you mean a third? And and what's happening? What is happening? What is what is that process? Yeah, hold on a minute. It's
2: you madness. know, that's what it is.
1: It, it, it's the conscious mind intervening at last. Yeah. It's saying, hold on. I've had the two non-conscious response now you're asking me for a third now you you've kind of interested me and so i'm asking why a third and then and then the next thing is well actually what's in this shite mm. and and so what you've seen and this is happened i've met many people in these London marches doing this the people who've, who've bought it up to this point of two jabs are now moving into the i'm not having any more uh, camp uh, and it, it's all to do with the conscious mind intervening. And, and simply, it's just simply asking questions. Um, you telling me to do something? Okay. Tell me why I should do it. Give me the evidence. And invariably, then the evidence is not forthcoming. And you don't do it. It's. Um,
0: and you know it's, you know what's interesting, David, is I think about a child, right? I have a, I have a young son. And, you know, you think about children disrupt the circuit all the time. They ask why. And what do we tell them as parents? Because I said so. Instead of explaining yeah. to them. Why? So we just we we subconscious mind program them to not ask questions. So when my son, because I'm a, I'm an awakened parent now before, you know, and so when he asks me questions, I explain it to him. I say, this is my perception. What do you think? And we have a conversation to get him to be curious. And so children have it all figured out. They disrupt. So what I'm learning from you is I need to keep disrupting the circuit. That's why things have been so uncomfortable for me for the last four years and why people have disbanded me as friends because they're like, I'm disrupting the circuit and asking questions. Exactly. Exactly. That perspicacity
2: um, breaks a circuit, and that's what I'm teaching my son: the ability to notice and understand things that are not obvious. Mm. And I believe that every man should be practicing perspicacity.
1: Can you can you imagine what a different world it would be if these sort of things were taught to people, uh, to children at school, instead of the crap that they're, that they're taught? If they would if they were taught to think instead of what to think, mm. it would transform everything. Because the education system, of course, is there. To program uh, young people from the earliest possible age to um, impose their perceptions of reality for life—that that's what it's about. It's all about. And so you've got this woke mentality now, which has been going on for so long that the teachers have been through the woke program, and they're now teaching the next generation uh, the woke program. And the, the woke program is funded by the billionaires and the cult. Uh, so. You know, this is why you've had this uh, extraordinary inversion, where the left, the political left that I grew up in—I was brought up on a council estate in Leicester—and you, you were uh, of the left of centre mostly, but it was a very different left of centre politically. I mean, I reject all that stuff now, but that's what it was—the left then used to challenge the um, the power of what were then millionaires they used to challenge any um, any attack on freedom of speech uh, and they would um, they would uh, be um, challenging the establishment in all its forms and now we've had this inversion where woke that claims to be liberal it's fascist and claims to be uh, the left, it's the furthest right, um, is articulating everything that the the old left used to challenge. And so I I was looking today, funnily enough, at um, a series of articles on the World Socialist website. Right. Um, Now, if the World Socialist website, in, in, in the day of the old left, was um, in favor of anything, it would have been in favor of truckers in Canada demanding freedom from the state. And here's a series of articles on the World Socialist website, absolutely attacking and demonizing the truckers as uh, far-right destroyers of democracy. So it's this incredible inversion that's gone on and it's been funded uh, uh, and you know to an extent you kind of understand it. If you're not a born rebel and not a born renegade, then you go to school every day from the earliest age all the way up through the years. And all you're hearing is this woke nonsense Hmm. where you've got, um, like recently, um, schools having uh, the white kids, uh, apologize for being white to the non-white kids. That's child abuse, but it's all part of the programming. And uh, and so by the time you go out into the world, um, the the program has you. I mean, you look at um, Alexandria cassio Cortez and the so-called Squad in the United States. These uh, these Congresswomen. I mean, they are an example of uh, what happens. Um, to you in politics if you're if you've been through the woke system i mean these people um uh, i mean it, it, i mean it's beyond the line of insanity what these people are are, are demanding and it's full of hypocrisy as well which woke is uh, and and the, and so the 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 woke um, period is now is now putting people more and more in positions of influence and power in the world and the, the world is going crazy because it's going woke
2: just conscious of your time there, David, uh, just we, we've spoke about Canada a few times. And I think this is a very important one for our listeners. I just wanted to ask you what you believe the correlation is between the Commonwealth countries being hardest hit with all of the crazy tyranny like Canada and New Zealand or Australia and UK, because what it looks like to, from my side, is that these are testing grounds for what they're going to potentially roll out in the future. So what, what do you think or what do you believe the correlation is between these countries that have been hardest hit?
1: Well, this this cult and, and what you're, what you're naming there um, and uh, you can throw Italy in as well, is you're looking at, uh, at, at massive Austria mandatory fake vaccines. You're looking at the western uh, Western countries. And I've been writing about this for a long time. Um, as part of this see this great reset is to create a global state. And what people need to realize when they jump on the bandwagon of, of white people are horrible is that they're coming for you next. Because what this global society is supposed to be is a monoculture, not different cultures living together, a monoculture based on AI, a technocratic, uh, no more elected politicians. Um, Technocracy and monoculture, uh, and so they are in the process of targeting all individual cultures. Now, to um, uh, what they have to do to really get this great reset going is they have to um, dismantle the West first, uh, and this is why they're targeting America in, in the. On the scale they are. You know, I, I said in books ages ago that um, people like Soros were um, working to a situation where so many people would be heading to the southern border of the United States, it would become unstoppable. And, and if you also have a government that doesn't want to stop it, like, like the Biden administration, then you have what you have now, which is about 2 million people uh, undocumented coming into America from the South. I mean, th- this is changing the uh, the, the the dynamic of, um, of of the demographic of America and the culture of America. And <clears throat> the reason they're targeting white people, or one of them, um, is because if you want to dismantle Western culture, then you target first of all the major racial group in Western culture, which is responsible for that culture, basically. So you target white people. If the Western culture was um, predominantly black people, they'd be targeting black people. And it would be white lives matter, <laughs> being funded by the by the cult uh, billionaires. So this is what, what they're doing. Uh, and uh, they're targeting men. They're targeting women because they want to bring in this uh, no gender, not transgender, no gender human, uh, human 2.0, a much more synthetic human, which is why they're putting synthetic genetic material in people with these fake uh, fake vaccines. And, and if you look at um, the uh, the various pillars of Western society, one of them is Christianity. Now, I'm not a Christian. I don't follow. What we father used to call bricks and mortars religion, bricks and mortar religion um, but if you look because of historical reasons um the Christian religion is weaved into Western society, not least in europe so if you if you're targeting to to bring down Western society actually dismantle it to put something else in its place, eventually this global monoculture, then you target white people, the major racial group, and you target anything that is um, weaved into the structure of that that culture of Western society so you target um, you target um, the uh, the Christianity and also I've been saying this now for a couple of years uh, in Britain and the Commonwealth coming round to that um, the central um, structure weaved into it is the British royal family the monarchy. Uh, So you you have this ludicrous situation that the head of state in these Commonwealth countries is 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 the monarch of in Britain it's it's insane Um, and what's happened and I've I've written about this extensively of course is through the ages royalty has played a massive part and made an enormous contribution to the advancement of this cult not least because you know if you can put someone in power and they're in power just because of their bloodline, then you know that's that that's a real simple way of uh, imposing your will. But um, even uh, even now, if you look at Britain, uh, and, and which goes out into the wider um, Commonwealth, you know we don't have a government in Britain in England, uh, Britain. We have a Majesty's government. We don't have an opposition party in Britain. We have this is the title her. Majesty's most loyal opposition. We have Her Majesty's tax office. Her Majesty's military. Her Majesty's everything. Now, if you want to completely transform uh, British society and, to a large extent, Commonwealth society through the head of state, then you end the monarchy. Mm. And... So, um, I said about a couple of years ago, I think that the, when the Queen and Prince Philip's gone, he was still alive then, they're going to bring this down. Not, not overnight, but it, it, they're going to phase it out. Um, and as they phase it out, the whole of British society has to change because monarchy is everywhere, but weaved into every fine detail of, of British society. So, all these things that are holding Western society together, whether it's that or whatever, are being targeted, and this is what mass uh, migration of people from other cultures into Western society is all about. Um, it's to do with um, a, a tr- completely transforming Western society, uh, and uh, so you know, you know, you you can see the the way this is done by the the unfairness and hypocrisy of what you can say about one group and what you can't say about another. Mm-hmm. So um, you're targeting, you're targeting the, the major racial group of Western society because you want to transform Western society. So you um, are blocked by political correctness of saying anything by, about all these people and all these religions. White people, say what you like. You're not going to get censored. Say what you like. Say anything about all these religions. No political correctness. Say what you like about Christianity. You'll never get knocked off for that. Just no, say what you like. This is um, how it works. You, you, who you, who you can criticize. You know, people say you, you know who your masters are by who you can't criticize. Very true. But there's another part of that, which is you know who they're targeting by who you can criticize. And uh, I'm sure the royal family is, um, is in its last, last days because the royal, um, the royal system has served, like I say, this cult magnificently up to this point. But this great reset is a great reset of everything. And so the whole royal um, concept is, is not part of the Great Reset. Mm. And so the same bloodlines that are called royal go on, but they're not actually called royal anymore. And, uh, and so um, you look at Britain now, just look at what they've done with the royal family. You've got um, Philip gone. You've got the Queen at a very great age uh, to be followed by Prince Charles, who's incredibly unpopular, and his missus. And then you've got uh, Prince William, And then then you've got a big drop to his children. At the same time, you've got Prince Harry and his missus in America flying uh, Exocet missiles at the royal family across the Atlantic. Um, You can, you know, the royal family with the Queen gone is a rump. Mm. So um, it's not it's not going to survive. I I don't think it's meant to.
2: Since uh, you know, we've been mentioning the uh, the Great Reset a few times, okay, and you've we've, we've mentioned Klaus Schwab a few times, and maybe there's a lot of listeners that don't know who Klaus Schwab is. Who really is Klaus Schwab, and where did he come from? How did he get into the position that he's in today, and how big an influence does his antics really have on major global decisions?
1: He's a gopher, um, just like Gates is a gopher. Uh, it, within their sphere of influence, they're powerful gophers within their sphere of influence, but from the global coal point of view, they're gophers. Um, the gophers are the ones on public display. The, pe- the people that really pull in the strings, they don't put themselves on public display. Um, so he was uh, you know uh, associated with Kissinger um, earlier in his uh, from a very you know early time in his life, so that's a big red flag. Like I say, these people are selected and brought through. So at an early age, he um, he started getting involved in these, you know, World Economic Forum sort of uh, organisations, and suddenly, you know, international figures were going to his conferences. Well, it wasn't because of Klaus but his Schwab; it was, I think it was in his thirties at the time. It was because of uh, Klaus Schwab was a frontman for, and so he's fronting up the World Economic Forum for much more powerful people in the shadows, just like Gates. Mm. You know what? What what happens is that if you uh, if you serve the interests of the cult, you can become very rich. I mean, like Soros and um, and Gates and Suave. Um, but it doesn't mean you are you are right up there. You're still a gopher. Um, but um, his job is to um, orchestrate, and uh, and we we go back to that cusp uh, of the web. The World Economic Forum is is in that cusp. You can see it, it. It operates in public, but what it's doing is taking the agenda from the spider and the hidden, and it's playing it out into the public arena via all these politicians and influential people that go to the Davos conference. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's it's probably the world's now most important. Um, Cusp organization. So he's um, he's selling the cult agenda. He's selling the spider agenda. So I've got his book up here, The Great Reset, yeah. and it's it's just the cult agenda in front of your eyes. And th- this is the uh, the other thing is, note how the same personalities that have been driving the COVID uh, hoax uh, are driving the human caused climate change uh, hoax. So you've got Bill Gates uh, in February of 2021 um, took time out from pushing fake vaccines on everybody to to um, publish a book um, about how the what how the world must change to meet the challenge of climate change and how must it change in the same way that he was saying the world needs to change to respond to COVID, the, the state having control of fine detail of your life. And if, if you look at the solutions to the, quote, pandemic and to human-caused climate change, they're the same. They're centralization of power over every area of your life. Mm. And there, there's a fusion plan um, between the two so that um, you will have carbon credits uh, see uh, COVID fake vaccine. And, and if you don't stay within them, then there are consequences. Um, and we now have, um, like, you, you lose your passport or whatever. And we now have uh, these big credit card companies, one in particular. I think it's um, not Visa, the other one.
2: MasterCard.
1: Mastercard. Mastercard. That MasterCard, that's right, yeah. And um, yeah. they, um, uh, and I think it's MasterCard, are bringing out uh, a card where you have carbon credits, basically. Mm. And, and once you um, buy a certain amount of products or do a certain amount of things with that card, that um, according to the way that they measure it has gone beyond your carbon limit for the month, say, you can't use the card anymore. Uh, uh, uh so um, anything, wh- when you want a centralized global structure, dictatorship, anything that gives you global solutions to perceived problems um, is exactly what you want. And what is human-caused climate change as perceived? A global problem. What was COVID? Is COVID? They claim a global problem. So all the time you're looking at this now. And everything that they they bring forward as a problem is, um, is global, uh, because they want global solutions, because it's a global end game that they're now heading for.
2: And Klaus Schwab certainly seems to be one of the instigators of the global problems. And the, I think the latest video I've seen was him saying, prepare for a comprehensive cyber attack that's going to make the COVID-19 crisis seem like an inconvenience in comparison.
1: Mm. Yeah, and of course that's another thing I've been writing about for years. Um, they have put because uh, the internet was created by military technology, of course. DARPA, the technological development arm of the Pentagon, claims credit for the, the internet. Um, and it's um, it, it's 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 been a scam. It's been a fishing line out and then fishing line in. So I mean, there's some great things about the internet. Um, and, and it, it used in the right way, it would be fantastic. But that's not why it was instigated. It was instigated for total control. So one of the things is that if you can get the communication of information onto the internet, then through algorithms, you can censor in a way you can't in the same way uh, in the other forms of media. You know. Uh, uh, with newspapers and stuff, there was a bit of diversity here and there, and you could have a good bloody debate about whether something should go in the paper or not. Um, and so it's it's more more difficult in the non-internet area to censor in the same way. but now the sophistication of the algorithms means that you know they can they're starting to stop things being posted in the first place, never taking them never mind taking them down. So bringing everything on the internet has um has been uh, systematic Mm. to control information in the way that they have. And the idea of the internet was where it is now and where it's planned to go, uh, a control system. But of course, in the early days when they were bringing it in, they wanted it to become the central pillar of global society. And so if they'd have brought in the internet as it is now, then it wouldn't have become what it's become. People say well, I'm not doing that; they bloody censor you. So I remember it—the the free flow of information. It was—it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, you you said what you liked, and you you um, said your opinion, and you put your information out, and it was all circulating, and no one was censoring it. They uh, brought in the the Facebooks and the Googles and the um, the YouTubes and the Twitters. No censorship because if they were going to become uh, near monopolies for the communication and and interaction of information, then they'd never got off the ground if they were censoring people like they are now at the start. People said, I'll use that, so there was no censorship, but it was always planned that there would be. So once the internet became the central pillar of global society, once these platforms became near monopolies, uh, then they said, okay, press the button, here we go. And the, um, the censorship began, and it's now a frenzy, an absolute frenzy. Uh, and um, the, they won't, be, uh, they won't give, give up until there is no alternative media. That's the idea. I said years ago in books that the, the plan is that the point is reached where nobody ever hears anything. Or sees anything that isn't sanctioned by the state. And algorithms give them that uh, opportunity to do that. Uh, And so, what we've got in Britain uh, going through Parliament now is something called the Online Safety Bill, which is being sold as um, protecting uh, people um, on internet platforms Mm -hmm. from harm. Um, And it proposes that um, a government-created organization, actually created by Tony Blair, that's how bad it is, called Ofcom, the Office of Communications. That was the, uh, it's the broadcast um, regulator. And uh, they told the broadcast media in September 2020 uh, that I mustn't be interviewed and never have since. Uh, Otherwise, there'd be sanctions. Uh, and um, one um, London station, television station, that ran an interview with me from another source, was uh, was was lambasted by by Ofcom. Now, this is the organisation that is now being uh, about to be given the power of deciding whether something is harmful or not, and it doesn't have to be illegal. Ofcom just has to deem it harmful. And this is uh, a massive um, attack on the alternative media, not just in Britain, but further afield. And it's a blueprint for what they want to do uh, globally, because we come back to how we started. If mm-hmm. you want to control perception, thus control behavior,
0: you've got to control information. Wow. And and that's the thing too, with people awakening, it's, it's, you have to dive deeper. You have to go deeper than the surface. Like when I started your, your intro, it's like you've been banned from all these social media platforms. So why is that information not able to get out there for us to make informed decisions for ourselves? Right. We have media, we have commercials. They're telling us this thing on CNN or CNBC or Fox news. So they get to share their opinion. Why can't we, you, you share our own. Right. And so the perception is being controlled by the, by the media. And then well, this have- is
1: a point. This is an important point, you know, a, a topical.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you had Joe Rogan, who did a form of apology, which is the worst thing he should have done. Um, but he said that he'll try to balance things out, right? In terms of his guests. Mm. And you go, hold oh, on a second. Balance things out? Mm. The almost entirety of the global media. Is giving you one version of events and banning any other version and you giving another version, a bit of a, um, a platform after balance things out by, by giving them a platform, by giving the other part of the story, you are balancing out the global, uh, imbalance of, of, um, of information. And, uh, it's, uh, it's extraordinary that, uh, you know, we're supposed to balance out with other versions of things mm-hmm. when what we're actually doing is balancing out, in terms of the whole, the imbalance of information.
0: Right. Yep. Wow, this is powerful stuff. How are you doing on time? We want to respect your time. I know we're a little bit over. Are you doing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can't be don't on my turn this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get going too long. I was okay. up at 4 o'clock this morning.
0: I've been, yeah. I've been working since 4 o'clock. Yeah, we, we want to respect your time. So I'll I'll, I'll do my little exit ex, ex, ex here and just thank you, and I'll hand it over to Ken. But I just want to say thank you, David. Number one, thank you for opening up our mind and awareness. And I just want to share with people, you know, we're just working to give people a different Set of information, a 180 to look over here. I always say, as you're looking this way, there's a whole nother narrative going on this way. And I always share with people, you know, don't trust a word I say, but instead trust the feeling and vibration it creates within your body and act accordingly, right? So if you're feeling something from this, do your research. He has 20 books out there you can read. Is there is there other ways people can contact you or a way people can get information? Yeah, well, the the, the, the main hub is davidite.com.
1: Okay. Uh, that's where all my videos are. Is where you can get the books. Uh, and then there's Iconic, which is, uh, was created two years ago by my son Jamie, uh, which is a, an alternative Netflix really. Mm. There's phenomenal amounts of um, documentaries on there now, and there's news shows every week. I do one every week, uh, look going through the news of the week from a, a context of why it's happening, not just what's happening. You know My son Gareth does a show called "Right Now." It goes out every Friday, um, talking to people that the mainstream media won't even go near. Uh, and, um, it's becoming uh, amazingly, um, amazingly successful. And it's not just about conspiracy. It's about the nature of reality. I've just uh, done a, um, 13 part series on the nature of reality, uh, which is on iconic now. And, um, it's, uh, it's about lifestyle. It's about so many different aspects of what we would term alternative ways of looking at the world. And, um, uh, he's done an amazing job. I'm not claiming credit for it. He, he created it. And it's, um, it's an amazing platform.
0: That's amazing. Well, you're. An amazing I, was,
2: uh, I was. I was going to say that uh, you know, there's a lot of fear and a lot of people scared with uh, with what, what we're sharing. But uh, you know, you've just given the solution. Uh, we know that, that you've, you've suggested a platform that people can go to because I think knowledge in a time like now is going to be uh, one of the most important, um, uh, one of the most important assets for people to uh, to, to take on board. So, is uh, there a website address or anything for that, David, that uh, that people can take away from uh, from this?
1: Uh, iconic.com is the uh, is the address. But if, if you go to Davidite and you look at the icon at the top, you'll see Iconic, and it'll take you through.
2: Um, and so, of course, when you get that knowledge, it's going to give you the uh, it's give the, the foundation to have a better life, when you can see yeah. uh, the world through uh, through through the set of eyes which uh, we know high vibrational individual um, should have. Yes. Yeah,
1: well, Jamie's jamie um, got involved in Iconic. Um, all the real, solid, cutting-edge people in their particular alternative field, um, and what's interesting too is more and more mainstream people are are going going to um, are contributing to the platform, uh, and it's um, you know we, 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 you know because what's happening is that a lot of mainstream people are starting to think actually. Maybe this is not as crazy as I thought it was. And that, that you know, they're starting to think. I mean, there's uh, Mike Eden, the former um, uh, executive of, um, of, of Pfizer, who's um, spoken out very vigorously about the dangers of these fake vaccines. And I've watched um, Mike Eden um, take the journey from mainstream to really seeing the scale and the horror of, of actually what's happening. In the world, and a lot of people are are doing this. Uh, And we've we've also got a a show, by the way, called um, uh, Divine, which is um, a show about solutions. So, uh, so that that, you know, solutions, practical solutions for the here and now. So, there's a a lot of stuff on there.
2: Thank you. Another a a great book of yours that I highly recommend to everybody is uh, it's it's called Everything That You Need to Know. So what it's called? Every, everything you need everything to know. Everything
1: you need to know, but I've never been told. But I've never been told. It's a fantastic. It's, it's like a Bible. It's
2: an amazing book. So if you if, if you're ever wondering uh, what something means, like I was using it as a, you know, went to the back of the index and looking for the the demiurge or you know the Kabba or you know, all of these uh, things that people might not understand. It's like a fantastic Bible that has all of the definitions and all of the information that uh, that you that you should know.
1: Well, it's funny, you know. I'm I've, I'm nearly finished another book. Uh, which I've been writing uh, over the last few months. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking through some of the other books as I'm doing it. And uh, I, I I do, it never fails um, to amaze me when I do look at some of the books, like the one I've been looking at that one today. And you go, where did this information come from? You know, <laughs> it's like you, you put it together, and but then you say, well, how did I do that? You know, it's just... David, weird, I want to, I want to dive weird, in.
0: Weird feeling, I can tell when you. Yeah, I'll, I just want to take two more minutes. Because that's something that I share with people a lot. So I went through a big spiritual awakening. I was I was a banker. I was in the banking, the matrix, right? And I broke free, went on the spiritual journey. I didn't know I had to leave. I just had to leave. And I went on the spiritual journey. And there's information that I get that I can't explain to people. And it almost seems crazy to me that this information that comes to me. And I'm like, where where do you, where does it, I, I feel like it comes from the spirit guide i i don't it's just something that when you triggered that i was like wow because i i know stories that i just have never studied which is interesting
1: yeah um i i i know that one and i this this book um that i've, I've nearly finished part of it's biographical the early parts biographical about the first three chapters because i wanted to put my life in context before i hit some real deep stuff i mean really <laughs> really beyond the cutting edge reality stuff about actually what is going on um, and. Um, you, 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 you do. Um, I do write about that where this information comes from, and uh, it, you know, I was told a long time ago, and I saw a psychic in um, 1990 because I, I had some strange things happening to me, and I wanted to see if she'd pick them up. Sally Morgan. Um, he, uh, uh, her name was uh, Betty Shine, and um, sh- she um, she goes into into psychic mode when I'm there, and uh, I tell. her story in, in, in the books. And um, she told me, uh, I, at the time, I was a television presenter with the BBC, a sports presenter. And I was a national spokesman for the British Green Party. And she told me I was going to go out on a world stage and reveal great secrets. This is 1990. Uh, and that um, they would be guiding me to information. And at other, t- at other times, they would be they would put knowledge directly into my mind. Um, so I know what you're talking about, uh, cause it's been part of my life. And what happened in the first years after that is, um, you would come across information and then you would, um, compile your conclusion of what was happening from that information. But <clears throat> pretty early on in the nineties, that flipped and what was going on came to me first. Wow. And then the names, dates, places, detail, evidence and information to support that came second. And it's gone on like that ever since. It's like you, you just know something. And I I'm, i explain huh. in the books, particularly this one I'm finishing now, how, how that process works. Anyone can do it.
2: Yeah, that. you have a spiritual, spirit, sorry, a spiritual awakening um, similar to what Coach, Coach DB did. I think your uh, awakening came from uh, somewhere in South America, Coach. Did you have something similar happen to you, David?
1: yeah well i um uh, my head blew off really um mm. particularly <laughs> after i had an amazing um well beyond paranormal experience on a hill in peru mm, yeah anyway, wow it just happened to me um it just happened to me and wow um, it huh. just blasted um <laughs> every belief system you ever had um into pieces and infinite uh, love.
0: Infinite love. Yes. That's
1: when. Um, mm. It's when I came home, and for three months, this was 19 early 1991. Three months. If you've asked me my name, I wouldn't be able to tell you. you know, okay. I mean, uh, it was. Um, it was like. Uh, it's like the waters broke. Yes. And it took three months to process it, and then, um, and then I, I was looking at the world from completely different eyes. Uh, than I was before, so um, yeah, it was. Um,
0: That's exactly that. exactly what happened. Exactly what happened to me. I mean, there's witnesses. I came back and I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know for three months. It's, I'm I'm literally tearing up because I I literally would. Rebirth every morning. I'm like, what is going on? Like, who am I? And so I went on this search to find out who I was, and I found out who I am. And now everything is so. I and uh, people witnesses. I I I find a problem and I reverse engineer it backwards, and the and the solutions find me. And that's how my whole life has been in the last three years. It's been it's been remarkable. I'm actually going back there in in two weeks to visit the same spot that I was in in Peru in the Sacred Valley, and I'm just like my it shattered all. Perceptual reality to me that that love is the answer and that that if I just keep becoming and understanding, yeah.
1: so. bruce is a very very powerful place, um, and uh, the 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 incident with me happened on a hill near a place called Siustani, not mm-hmm. far from Lake Titicaca, a place called Puno. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, it's an amazingly um, amazingly powerful place. And Some pretty uh, funny name,
2: Lake Titicaca. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's supposedly the highest navigable lake in the world, yep. thirteen thousand feet wow. above sea level, and uh, you know you um you, you you it takes some climatizing. It takes you like twenty four hours or so to climatize to the lack of oxygen. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's extraordinary place, and it's uh, it's real raw power. And uh, you it's, know when that hits you, you stay hit. I'll tell you.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I told I tell people just just going to Peru without the experience I went through, but uh, just being in the in the the love where I was, they were, they were like a hundred years behind the time. They're using oxen to to till their ground. It was just they just operate on a different high the frequency. You talked about frequency. They're just operating on a different frequency. I mean, just love vibration, high vibration. They they have belief systems and they they believe in a higher power. And the mountains have stories. And I mean, everything was just such an experience out there.
1: Yeah, I I I've been down the Sacred Valley of the Incas uh twice there and back um mm-hmm. on a train. Um uh and when I went in the early 90s it was it was an extraordinary experience. I mean, you know, the, the everything was shaking. 13 hours it took. <laughs> everything was shaking. <laughs> uh the whole train was shaking <laughs> all the way 13 hours because the track was so terrible. Yeah. It was and, mental. And I'll never forget that um, the, a, a, a little Peruvian waiter walking down the train. We're all sitting in our seats going like this. <laughs> and he walks down the train, literally holding a, a, a tray like that with soup on it, right? And he was fine. You'd think, well, that, that's I know where that soup's going, probably over me, but it never did. Amazing. Wow. Amazing so, sight that was.
0: Beautiful. Well, yeah, so I, I just want to, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I know it's been a late evening for you and, and or early morning for us, but just, just massive amounts of love and gratitude to you. Thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. For, yeah, giving us an alternative way to look at things. And um, I highly recommend you guys to go check out his books. Uh, in the links, everybody on the side here, everybody was posting the websites. We'll get that out to our communities. So we have 4,000 warriors worldwide, 17 different countries that are in our private community. And uh, we're going to get this out to all these people. So thank you so much. Uh, Ken, I'll have you close us out my
2: friend yeah we're very grateful that you come on and take the time and uh, of course we uh you know my side as well I'm a, a big community uh, with thousands of people on my private mailing list so we'll be putting this uh, uh, out to my private communities this is uh, going out to podcast as well uh, the company has 1 million uh, downloads and uh, and of course we're going to put it out uh, on a public platform as well so that this video uh, can be viewed um, and uh, watched again, again, and again. So, yeah, we're very grateful to, uh, to have you. Uh, perhaps one day we'll uh, all meet in
1: person. Yeah, oh, yeah that would be amazing. nice. Yeah, that would be nice. It'd be nice to travel again.
2: Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We love you love David. You. Thank, Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. you. Love you. Appreciate Thank you, Thank as, you both. As, as, we you. Al- as we always say, warriors, <coughs> get your shit together. Let's go.